You're listening to The Deranged Nation, a true crime podcast featuring New York Times bestselling paranormal romance author and your host, Teresa Gableman. Hey guys, welcome to the sixth episode of Deranged Nation. Hey, what's up guys? Welcome back. What's going on? So... We just wanted to let you guys know that we've been looking at the con, the uh, comments. The comments. Yeah, I'm already having a hard time talking. <laughs> and uh, we just want to thank you guys for all the great feedback. We are glad you're enjoying what we're doing. We're having a good time. What about you guys? You guys having a good time? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Always. Good. All right. So, in the last episode, you've if you've listened to it yet... You probably heard some dogs barking, so we want to apologize, but not really. <laughs> um, we have some German shepherds, and they guard our house to keep the, uh, you know, the true crime away from here. So that is our, I guess Security our yeah. detail. Yeah. yeah. So we Alarm love them. System. We love them. Get but used to them. Yeah, you'll probably hear them throughout this one too. I mean, it's taken us, what, 10 minutes to get started? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because they're barking at a leaf, something blowing <laughs> out the there. God the knows. wind. Something. So anyway, tonight we are going to do Aaron Hernandez, and I'm so happy I said that last name right, because <laughs> I wasn't before. And uh, I'm not really familiar. I mean, I watch football, but I don't. I couldn't really name too many players, but I've seen a little bit about him, and I know that there was just a, I think it was January, that they released on Netflix, and um, A Killer Inside the Mind of Aaron Hernandez, and that's pretty much what I've watched, and I think everybody, yeah, I know everybody else has watched it. So, we also found a little bit more information on it, so we're just going to go through this. And I had mixed feelings on this one. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I didn't have a mixed feeling that he was guilty. Really? See? Yeah. I have a mixed feeling on why he was, why he did it. Yeah. Not that he wasn't. Yeah. Not guilty. Right. Yeah. I don't know. There's just, I don't know. But we'll get into that. You'll see what, see what we, uh, what we mean. But his early life, um, he was born and raised in Bristol, Connecticut, and his dad was Dennis Hernandez. I said it Hernandez. wrong. I see. See, guys? <laughs> I even practiced that. Anyway, his, na- his dad's name was Dennis. That's all I'm going with. And he was of Puerto Rican descent, and his mom was Terry, and she was of Italian descent. Um, he... He didn't have, like, the best family life growing up. Uh, I know that they're, from what I've read, and then on the uh, on the sh- on the Netflix show, they also, you know, was saying some things. But supposedly, his mom and dad, uh, they married in 1986 and divorced in 1991, and then they remarried again in 1996. And I don't think they said that. No, no, they didn't. didn't. I didn't. That's that's the first time I heard that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, they also had financial problems. They filed for bankruptcy, and they were constantly fighting, and it it just wasn't good. Both parents were uh, arrested and involved in crime during 
during their lives. So, oh, I didn't know that they either. Say, yeah, they didn't say that in there. Drugs. <laughs> it, it doesn't say. It doesn't say, but you know, probably. Um, he also had an older brother, and Dennis Jr. Uh, they he went by DJ. Um, his good guy. Huh. He's supposed supposedly a good guy. Yeah, and you know his his dad was one of those dads that he was a football player himself, pretty good football player from what yeah, they say. He was like the town hero, right? Yeah, for, he played for uh, UConn, was it? Yep. Yeah. You know, and he pushed he pushed his boys to excel. You know, in sports, um, he was abusive to both of them and the mom, um, but. Like, publicly, he projected an image of someone who had, you know, run-ins with the police, but turned his life around to become a good dad and a, a good citizen. So, right. um, I'm f and I, I think, and you'll, you'll hear as we go on a little bit, you know, I, even though his dad was, you know, kind of a hard ass, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I think think that he kind of kept the boys on a straight and narrow oh yeah you yeah. know what i mean out of trouble yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah football was his life so uh unfortunately um dennis in january 2006 he died from complications from a hernia surgery so that was kind of a bad thing for you know i guess the boys because it wasn't yeah. like it it they didn't expect that yeah. you know, Who would? From, right exactly cool for a hernia yeah, um, especially, especially him. Like he was yeah. supposedly a pretty tough dude and everything. So. Right, and Aaron was sixteen at the time when that happened. Um, Traumatic, I'm sure. So he was pretty. Even his mom said he, you know, Aaron was pretty affected by his father's death. Um, acted out a lot, you know, with grief, and he started rebelling against the authorities after his his dad passed away. Um. He and a lot of people who knew him really well said he never really got over it. Yeah. Um, there, uh, Aaron had a cousin, an older cousin, Tanya Singleton, who he was really, really close to. Um, he pretty much talked to her about everything, and she was kind of like a mother figure, you know, to him. His escape. Yeah. And he actually. Moved in with Tanya after his father's death when he learned that Terry and Tanya's husband, Jeff Cummings, was having an affair. So. He started seeing him in the house and stuff yeah. all the time. So that was pretty. Uh, he was enraged by that. Yeah. yeah. And this was like three months after his father's death, too. It didn't take her any time at all. Yeah. yeah. And this yeah. is a family, a fam like yeah, in their family, like a family too. Yeah, he was at the trial too, too wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah, was he beside was her at the trial. the trial. Yeah, so he didn't take that real well, which yeah, I can see his point. But while living uh, with Tanya, that's when he came and bought, started getting in trouble, you know, doing criminal activity and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, they probably used to party over there, right? Yeah. All the time, I'm sure. Well, that's yeah. Probably that's why yeah. He wanted so, to be well, he there. probably felt real good. At, especially the better he did coming back, the better he looked in front of all of them. So you know, yeah. I mean, he probably felt like, you know, like oh my god, he made it. It's a star, right? I mean, well, he was. Fuck, he, he was. was. He was. He, he was, was the shit. He yeah. was. I mean, I mean, not only did he do some deranged shit, but I mean, the guy was a hell of a football player. Yeah, he was. you know what yeah. I mean. I mean. Yeah. 
I mean, OJ was good, but <laughs> I mean, this kid if he could have if he could have played years and years of football, like he could have set records and shit. Oh, yeah. He played at UConn yeah, I mean, and then Florida State, right? No, he didn't even play at UConn. No, he his went brother to played. He... His brother played at UConn. He went to Florida. He went to the Florida Gators. Oh yeah, he went there Gainesville. from his hometown. University, That's University right. of Florida, not Florida State. Yeah. I mean, really, if you look back, and this is no, this is no excuse for, you know, some of the things that he did. But I mean, he had a pretty crappy, you know, and I think football was like one of his, you know, like his cousin was another one of his escapes that he could kind of feel normal, I guess. Yeah, you know, Um, there was a there was a jailhouse conversation. Where he accused his mother of um, failing to obtain medication for his um, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, which he said caused him to struggle in school. And another call, and this is what, it kind of broke my heart when I I heard it on the uh, Netflix series, is he told his mom, and the way she sounded when he said that, like throwing it back at him, I just wanted to punch her right in the face yeah well, but they had some really shitty conversations they did have some really shitty conversations it was really kind of sad money. i know yeah, she she's like, you can give me a she's like you just give me a meal and i'll be fine leave me alone you know what i mean i mean i'm sorry if you get 40 million i would hope that you'd help old mom out but i'm <laughs> right. not gonna sit there and expect you to give me a no million dollars <laughs> but We'll take it. Well, we'll don't, take don't, it. Bang, <laughs> don't bang my cousin's husband. <laughs> dad you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> That's just screwed up. <laughs> so another thing that really got me was a phone call that he had with his mom. And you actually hear the, it wasn't a reenactment. You actually hear Aaron talking to his mom. And he said, there's so many things I would love to talk to you about. So you can know me as a person. And to me, as a mom, that breaks my heart. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I can never tell you, and you're going to die without even knowing your son. Yeah, I know. That's Dude, scary. that just drove a knife through my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? He said he couldn't trust her. He said he would test her all the time, and she would fail because something would get back to him, and he would realize she yeah. told people about it. Yeah. And, and that's I think that's why he, you know, his cousin, uh, his older cousin, she... You know, was his confidant. Yeah. And he, you know, confidant. And he could tell her anything and yeah. know that it stayed yeah. with her. Yeah. And that cancer really tore her up. Yeah. yeah. That she picture that picture they showed at the end did not, I did not, I was like, who's this Which a picture of at first? And then right. I kept zooming. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. It's, that, that was sad. That was really sad. Yeah. Um, another thing is, I, he, he was a, abused i think both boys were were abused uh usually alcohol related um so you know because they he didn't the father didn't believe that they were trying hard enough in school or their activities um just get your grades up they kind of lived in fear of the father but they also just they respected yeah they respected him also they wanted to please him yeah yeah but they were also they respected him, but they also respected him. Yeah, <laughs> you know? in fear. Right, exactly. I think um, the, the part that bothers me the most is, I mean, all the all the video and everything you see of Aaron, I mean, in pictures and everything, I mean, he looks like a pretty happy dude. Yeah. yeah. Like, he yeah. looks like somebody, Yeah. you know what I mean, like I would have hung out with or, you know what I mean? Not, or, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? He just, he doesn't look like a... I don't know. 
just doesn't look like a murder. <laughs> right. But the other the other thing that his brother DJ um has come out and said that Aaron was sexually molested as a child as a um a teenage boy was in their house, you know, babysitting them and forced Aaron to perform oral sex. Um, and that began when he was six years old and continued for several years. And, you know, that, that's gonna, that'll screw any, yeah, I mean, it just, it just breaks my heart for him, you know. And like I said, it sounds like I'm, you know, what he's done, what he's been accused of, um, you know, isn't great, but still, you can just see, like, this is not going to end well for this guy. Yeah. Um, he had a, a great high school, um, football career and he went on to college. Now this is where you guys are going to have to come in because I don't know that much about football. So they, he got a scholarship very early. I mean, before he was even ready, he got a scholarship offer to where was that at? UConn. UConn. Yeah. They were trying to lock down, like, the brother-brother quarterback-receiver right. deal. And that, I mean... And then after his father died, he just kind of upped and then went to University of Florida. Yeah, and became a Gator. And he had a really good career there. Yes. Yeah, which yeah. he only went three years. He didn't yeah, even he only, finish. He, yeah. only play, he only played to his junior year, and uh, he got... That's when he got drafted to the NFL. And, uh, yeah, he ended up getting he ended up getting drafted in the fourth round. But you know, he had they actually the NFL sent in like private investigators to investigate him and stuff, and uh, to see what kind of mental stability he had, and like if he had any yeah. previous issues, crime wise, stuff like that. His, just to uh, kind of see what type of person, his maturity level, his social maturity was a one. And he failed a bunch of drug tests for, you know, just... Previous uh, football games, and, and they still let him play at Florida because he, well, I mean, he no, kind of had it made. They him a game. They suspended him one yeah, game. Yeah, I think they, yeah, I think it was one. I think I remember yeah. them saying. Yeah. Well, so after his um, college career, you know, he started, it was going into the nfl draft <laughs> i was looking at you nodding my head like i know what i'm talking about and I, don't, <laughs> I don't know the football but um i do know that because of how good he was yeah people were surprised but the new england patriots they do they have them go see like a psychologist or something uh -huh. don't they because there was a form and it showed that his he tested high on everything, mm -hmm. but the one thing was social, social maturity. maturity. Maturity that he was very, very low at. Yeah, it was yeah, like a like one. 100%. But he was only, how old was he then? Like 18? No, he's 20 years old. He was 20. Yep, still, when he got that's drafted, still young. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I that's think. real young to be in the NFL. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, okay, so. You know this kid, and especially to that high caliber of a team. I mean, yeah. You know, even if you yeah. don't follow football, you know who the New England Patriots yeah. are. Right. You know who Tom Brady is. Even yeah. if you're not right. a fan Tim. of football, you know right. the them and that team. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you may not know some of the other teams, but you at least most people know that one. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You can say that what? Who's the Patriots? People will be like, oh, it's a football team. 
So they were kind of weary, I think, you know, at first about him. But they went on. He was the fourth pick. Yep. I think. And I think a lot of people, because of how good he actually was, that he wasn't a higher pick. Yeah, yeah. based on his stats. And it had a lot to do with the way choice. what they heard about him. Like, yeah. what he was getting away with. Didn't and they tell him that they didn't want him back the senior year in college? And then that's when he decided to go straight to the NFL. No, he this, supposedly he talked senior to Urban year. Meyer first. And Urban Meyer urged him, like, Florida's you're coach. ready. Go ahead and go, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I also, you know, who knows? Here. He might have been kind of a ticking time bomb because you got probably some, wanted he to got get in rid some of trouble down there. Yeah, you know what I mean? Partying, and I, he, I don't know. I feel like he might have been a little bit of a bad influence. There was an incident at a bar down there, wasn't there? Where he yeah. Uh, yeah. refused to pay his bill, like he was yeah. invincible, yeah. and the bar or the owner or something came yeah, up to like him and asked him to pay it. In his yeah. face, like you gonna handle this, and then I and guess, he sucker punched him and blew his just, eardrum out. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't press charges, so nothing happened. Yeah, I yeah. think that's where it all player. started, right yeah. there. I think that's he where thought, he was oh, like, I can get away "Oh shit, I can," you know what I mean? So he he does have a um let's see he does have a pretty extensive which they didn't go over all this in the uh well right they were trying to portray him as a better right. man than most right and so his legal issues and we'll kind of go over these a little bit and then we'll get into exactly what was the kicker yeah. <laughs> No pun intended. Football kicker. Oh, nobody got it. that, or nobody thought there. it was funny. See you did there. Thank you. Thank you. Um. So in 2007, he the Gainesville uh, bar fight on April 28, 2007, according to the police report, 17. He was 17 at the time. Uh, consumed two alcoholic beverages, which shame on them because he was yeah. underage. They probably got shut down. And uh, and he was with Tim Tebow, and he re- that's when he refused to pay the bill. Yep. Was escorted out by a restaurant employee. As the manager walked away, he sucker punched him. Aaron sucker punched him on the side of the head, rupturing his eardrum. The priest. The priest. <laughs> <laughs> the police responded. Um, and he uh, he called the, the team, the football team's um, unofficial defense lawyer. And the victim later told the police that he had been contacted by the lawyers and the team and that a settlement was being worked out. So, and that's something the team actually denied. Right. So he actually was 17 years old. Yeah, he wasn't supposed to be in there in the first place. No, I'm talking about football. What? When he was playing at Florida, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, in college. So he was in college, so he was yeah, 17 then. he was a freshman. So that's when, I think that's his first legal, mm-hmm, when everything right. kind of started. Right. Then, uh, 2007, Gainesville double shooting. On September 30th, 2007... Someone approached a car containing Randall Carlson, Justin Glass, and Corey Smith on foot and fired five shots while they were waiting at a Gainesville traffic light after having left a nightclub. Smith was shot in the back of the head. Glass was shot in the arm. Both men survived. Carson, who was in the back seat, was uninjured and told police 
that the shooter was a Hawaiian or Hispanic male with a large bill weighing about build, weighing about 230 pounds and had a lot of tattoos. He picked um, Aaron out of a photo out of a police lineup. <laughs> they never mentioned that. No, they didn't. Right? No. I didn't think they did. Um, so the police told Myers' personal assistant that they wanted to see Adam or Adam. Aaron and his two teammates immediately. Detectives kept pushing coaches to bring the players to the station, but the, they did not arrive for four hours. Um, the players spoke with Johnson, the attorney who often represented the players. The players cooperated with the police, and Aaron ev- invoked his right to counsel and refused to talk to police. When the police walked into the room to speak to Aaron, the last of the the last of the players to be interviewed, they found him with his head down on the table and sleeping in a posture they said was unusual for someone in the middle of a homicide investigation. And kind of remember that because that's going to play into what's going to happen yeah, later. Sounds yeah, sounds awfully familiar. Yeah. yeah. Um, no char- charges were filed at the time, but due to his 2013 arrest and subsequent conviction for the murder of Odin Lloyd, which we'll get into... Um, Massachusetts authorities contacted police in Florida to try to determine whether Aaron may have had a role in the 2007 shooting. So Detective Mullins, who was assigned to reinvestigate the shooting, concluded that Aaron was not the trigger man. Although Carson initially identified Aaron as such, other witnesses that night described the shooter as looking like a black male, possibly with cornrows. While Mullins re-interviewed Carson, Carson rescinded his statement of the shooter matching Aaron and said he never saw Aaron at the scene, but assumed he was a shooter because they had words earlier in the club. So, and now we're at 2011 Plainville fight at 3.45 a.m. on April 30th, 2011, police responded to a fight in front of Aaron's rented townhouse in Plainville, Massachusetts. So in 2012, Aaron was again, um, linked to a, a double homicide in Boston on July 16, 2012, and it was near, can you guess, Cure Lounge in Boston South End. No way. Yep. Not surprising. <laughs> and uh, Daniel Aburo and Salfiro Furtado, <laughs> both emig- immigrants, um, and living in Dorchester were killed. Were killed by bun- Oh my god! Oh, were killed by gunshots fired into their vehicle. Witness <laughs> testified that um, Aaron's silver SUV. That's important. Remember the silver SUV pulled up next to the victims, and someone from the car yelled, "What's up now?" And they used the N word. Shot was five five times. times. Yeah, uh, someone from the car fired five shots, killing the two immigrants. Um, Police immediately identified Aaron, who was then playing for the Patriots in the club security camera footage, but thought it was just a coincidence. And um, now he was be this this uh, he was already being looked at on the Odin (laughs) murder. Okay, Um, 
Yeah, but when like years before, like when they first this first happened, they were just like, "Oh shit, that's fun! Look, there's Aaron Hernandez." <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, not even thinking that he, he, was he had something right. to do with it. So, uh, yeah, he was he. They seen him on that, and they were like, "Oh, he just he's just there clubbing, you right. know, no big deal." On May fifteenth, two thousand fourteen, uh, Aaron was indicted on murder charges for the killings of uh, those two men, with additional charges of armed assault and attempted murder associated with shots fired at the surviving occupants in the vehicle. Do you remember that from the Netflix? Was there more people in the vehicle? I don't remember them saying There's that. There was one survivor in the back. There was seat. one survivor yeah. in the back seat. Yeah. But he just remembers the car driving away. That's all he remembers. The silver SUV. So, you know, um, I think we need to, because they keep bringing up Odin, right? Yeah. Yeah. They keep bringing that up. So, he was, um, the, this, Shay's. Yeah, sister's boyfriend when Shay was um, Aaron's his fiance's sister's boyfriend. So they were basically like brother-in-laws, basically. Right, right. He hung out. Also played football. He played semi-pro football. Yeah, right. Um, During the 2013 offseason. Aaron was arrested and charged for the murder of Odin Lloyd, a semi-professional player who was dating the sister of. Aaron's fiance. Um, following the rest, Aaron was immediately released by the Patriots, which would be a no-brainer. Of course, he was found, they don't want to go yeah. down being involved in something like that. Right, they're a multi-billion-dollar network, pretty much. Right, he was uh, he was found guilty of first-degree murder in 2015 and sentenced to serve life in prison without the possibility of parole. Um, while on trial for Lloyd's murder, he was also indicted for the 2012 double homicide of Daniel Abreu. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And Sefiro Furtada. There you go. But he was actually acquitted after a 2017 trial of that. Um, so before... He actually had the same lawyer as Casey Anthony. Yeah. What was his name this again? Jason Baez or yeah. Baz or Baez. Yep. Yeah. It's Baez. The celebrity attorney. So what I what he was hoping, I guess, is uh, you know this new lawyer that he had for this um for this case. I mean, he was already life and and you know in prison, right? For Odin, the the thing that when I was watching and I tried to search online, I couldn't find anything about it. Was what was the reason that he killed Odin? There really wasn't one. All that was, it was was that video of him them at the club that one night, and then him getting like like mad or that girl going was after. dancing, yeah, with On, Aaron, yeah. And then he kind of pushed her off and like got pissed. But and took Aaron off was also and super. Odin followed him. Aaron was also super paranoid, which I think that that plays into a lot of the other things he had going on, which you know was advanced <clears throat> stages of CTE, which is 
you know, a brain disorder that, you know, happens from, you know, head trauma and things like that that the NFL is just coming out to find out. And Yeah, CTE is a chronic traumatic encephalopathy, which is, you know, a lot of hits to the head, yeah, concussions. Lots of damage yeah, to the brain. It's basically from your brain hitting the front of your cranium, the front of your skull and the back of your skull. Like, back and forth. All the time. Yeah. Or the side to side or And there had been just, you know, a few recent you know, there had been what that they said on here, but I know there's a lot more that had been actually diagnosed with this. And didn't they say he actually got knocked out in a game? Yeah. Yeah, there is a few games and then there's a few other times, I'm sure. Completely out in one game. I thought they said he may have. He so may what, have. What is the list of things that I know, like rash judgment, um, uh, dementia, um, irrational impulse, decision, impulsive. Yeah. yeah, and he was at advanced stages at a young age. I this mean, had so, developed over. So you got to think he had been taking. You know, if he grew up hardcore football, I'm sure he was taking hits to the head For at a, long, a young a age time. every day, before year they round, even, before yeah. they even knew that. This could impact, you know, because some some players, and I know, you know, from fighting and MMA and stuff. I mean, it don't, it really don't come on until their later years in their forties and fifties is when they start to really see the depression and yep. anxiety, and it's almost like some almost like Long PTSD term. type, kind things. of, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, it doesn't seem good. At well, all. there was a rookie player yeah. that actually had a good career ahead of him. Yeah, that scared him out. so yeah. bad to quit. There, I know there's a movie with Will Smith. I I don't know what it's called. There's a big movie on it about the doctor who actually discovered like, hey, this is a thing. Because uh, there was another player. I think it was uh, uh, Souza. And he was a New England Patriot player. Yeah, and he actually yeah. he actually committed suicide Sewer. by shooting himself in the chest so they could study, they could his, study brain. his brain. Yeah, that's crazy. He knew something that's was wrong, sad. dude. You know, dude, they would just put him back out there for real. Yeah. You're yeah. good. Give him a shot of Toradol. Well, and the other thing. Slap, <laughs> slap you on the ass, throw you back out there real quick. Yeah, and I mean, the steroids that, I mean, yeah. that he admitted to, you know, using and getting, which I'm sure the, you know, but that, yeah, the NFL and the Patriots don't want all that shit coming out. They yeah. ain't going to comment or say anything well, that. Well, on that one football player said they were all just seeing him in butts in a line waiting for their shots. Yeah. Yeah, it was only for the ones with the serious injuries. But that was in college when they were doing that. Yeah, but it was in the NFL too, because the NFL said if you have a serious injury, you can use this and that and this and that. You know, it's okay. Yeah, but they were supposedly they were pumping him full. Because you got to think, man. He said every game. The team was making, you know. Making he was filling that stadium. There's people. There's people buying his jerseys. There's people packing that stadium. Yeah. yeah, and emptying their wallets on you know merchandise that team. And he it. was a part of that team that you know. But I mean the CTE stuff. You know I can I can relate to a little bit because I remember after weeks of training or you know a couple nights of getting hit or you know a couple hard hits to the head from boxing or getting kicked or something. I mean I remember forgetting shit you know fumbling words and sentences like uncontrolled yeah. even kind of even kind of thinking to myself like that was weird like why did i why did my body just do that or why did i just say that or yeah you know so, so i don't know 
haven't been hitting so head for somebody two, three years that, now. That doesn't but, know you personally. Tell them about what how what you were. Well, yeah, I mean, I was a professional MMA fighter for you know years. Ever since I've been in martial arts, since I was three, you know, getting hit in the head, not. Well, we were in India, then they had a yeah, but... <laughs> no, no, but, you know, I mean, growing up, I took a lot of hits to the head, and, you know, and, I, I mean, I played one year of football, and, I mean, I remember getting whacked a couple good times in football, but, you know, I think boxers are the worst, because, you know, I mean, shit, they get, they get hit two, three hundred times in one yeah. fight in the head, you know, a good um, boxer. Yeah pro boxer or MMA fighters fighters getting elbow I mean I I remember elbowing people dudes and guys in the head and just thinking damn I'm glad I'm not him getting (laughs) fucking mauled by my elbows right now I mean I remember their skulls hitting my elbow and just thinking like fuck you know but yeah it's you know there's a lot of things that during you know if you watched the net which i suggest because it was very interesting oh there's our security alarm yep <laughs> um go away so we're the, busy the, the the show on netflix is really good to watch but um as i was reading along and seeing different things i mean there's, there's a lot of viewpoints on him there's yeah. a lot of viewpoints on him there's also um you know, everybody wanted a piece of him. So another thing, um, you know, he did start showing signs of, uh, you know, aggressive behavior. Um, February 2013, he was with uh, Alexandria or Alexander Bradley. Was that his yep. first yeah. name? Alexander yeah. Bradley. So Aaron was with him and several others at a strip club. They rang up a ten thousand dollar bill. Tootsie's, right? Uh, it doesn't. I believe that's what they said yeah, in the I think show. So. And uh, Aaron began to worry about two men sitting across from them, thinking that they were plainclothes Boston police officers. So he was doing the paranoid thing. Yeah. Um, Bradley later recalled telling Adam or Aaron, I don't know why I keep calling him Adam, <laughs> Aaron, that they were probably tracking. The pair as part of the investigation into the double murder outside the cure. Didn't we do an Adam Shack Nye? Wasn't that? Wasn't that why? That's probably why, because Adam Adam Shack Nye. Maybe. I keep saying I don't know. All these sick fuckers. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Um. I don't. Damn it. Aaron and uh, Alexander had troubled relationship at that point. Um. He. Alexander. Is that his name? Mm hmm. Claimed that on February uh, 13, 2013, during the same trip, he woke up in the car with Aaron pointing a gun at his face. The next morning, the police found, I want to just say his last name Mm because it's easier for me, Bradley, uh, lying in the parking lot and bleeding from a bullet hole between his eyes. He survived but lost his right eye. He did not cooperate with police but instead sought revenge. The pair would trade more than 500 texts in the next three months, which included death threats and attempts of extortion. Bradley told Aaron that he had a semi-automatic weapon, bulletproof vest, and a crew that ran six deep. What does that mean? A a crew that ran six deep? That he would come in six deep? Six Six people? Six people. And take him out? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, Aaron's. I don't. Aaron's. <laughs> <laughs> don't take that out. That's awesome. Oh shit, that was funny. Oh. Anyway, his agent tried unsuccessfully to settle the matter quietly. Um, Bradley demanded demanded five million to keep his silence, and Aaron countered with one point five million. Oh God, this is all on tax. See, they didn't say. Did they say anything about no, that? It, the, the cop talked it, about it, trying to coerce him into testifying yeah. against him. But, but he made the jury yeah. believe he that knew, he was a liar. He knew he could get more money out of him, extorting yeah. him, probably. Yeah, he's like, you got so a, he a fucking hole in your head, son. <laughs> yeah. So somebody's <laughs> trying to kill you. So it went from him demanding five million to Aaron. <laughs> 1.5 then it went back to Bradley asking for 2.5 Adam did not respond but instead Aaron. went to see his law did I do it <laughs> yeah oh, he wants to take over jeez Aaron 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 here I'm writing a note Aaron um, Adam same thing just cliff note it guys or yeah something. it's Hernandez the football player yeah don't so saying Hernandez. I'm gonna get comments well you can't say Hernandez so fuck I know I know I'm <laughs> what's wrong with me she can say medical terms but she can't say names <laughs> no I no I can't even say them I can type them I can spell them but anyway so Bradley filed a civil lawsuit for damages against Aaron in the in a Florida court, um, he withdrew the suit four days later, giving the two a chance to work out the settlement without the media knowing about it. On September third, two thousand thirteen, um, Aaron's lawyers filed a postponement request in the federal court until his murder charges were resolved. In February two thousand sixteen, Aaron reached a settlement with Bradley over the lawsuit. The terms of the settlement were not disclosed. Hmm. So, so he got his five million. Yeah, I'm sure. On May 11, 2015, um, Aaron was indicted for witness intimidation in relation to the Bradley shooting. Since Bradley was reportedly a witness to the 2012 Boston double homicide, um, the intimidation charge for Aaron carried a maximum penalty of 10 years in prison. This charge was included in. Aaron's trial for the double homicide, which began March 1st, 2017. During the trial, it was revealed that Aaron's text revealed Bradley texted his lawyer about the shooting in a deleted text message that stated, Now you sure once I withdraw this lawsuit, I won't be held on perjury after I tell the truth about me not recalling anything about who shot me. So, yeah. Um, He's doing it for money. Yeah. yeah. Aaron was later acquitted of the charge of witness intimidation by a jury on April 14th, 2017. They also acquitted Aaron of all charges in the murders um, of the double Boston murders, except for finding him guilty on one count of illegal possession of firearms. So, this Bradley dude was bad news. Oh yeah, he had oh, burglary God, yeah. charges. I remember when they yeah, first yeah. brought him up to the stand. charges. Like, read off his rap sheet. He like, shot Damn. off a gun inside of a bar. Uh, as yeah, well, I remember too. when that video. That was like one of the first viral shootings to ever go viral. I remember seeing that when he just like shot through the window because they wouldn't let him in. 
And he just starts shooting through like the little glass square in the window and just spraying bullets all over. Didn't care, dude. I don't think anybody died, but I think a couple people got grazed and clipped. Well, and I know in the um, <coughs> in the mind of um, Aaron Hernandez, I know that they had he had actually went to his coach and and said that he was afraid that somebody was yeah. trying to yeah. kill him. Yeah. And they actually set him up in some little apartment, in some little apartment and stuff. Yeah. So his a little quiet yeah. place for him because he yeah. was instead afraid. of outing everything or right not having him play because he wanted to be drafted to another team. He went to the he Patriots traded, coach yeah. and said, yeah. "said trade me. I f- I fear for my life." Right. They so, wouldn't go trade no. him. <laughs> right. So that's Their where dollar ticket. I don't really know. I I'm kind of iffy on if he did do the double murders. I know, man, because I'm you could clearly tell that in the footage that Mr. Bradley was the one in the passenger seat, and when he testified, he said that Aaron was the one in the passenger seat, and that Aaron was instructing him to drive and catch up with the car. Yeah. Are you sure it wasn't backwards? And well, you know what I mean. And considering that, he lied about where he was sitting. And this Bradley dude said the reason that. Aaron was mad was because of the fact that this dude spilled a drink on him. Right, no way. But you see the footage of him coming out of the bar. He's all friggin' happy and he I takes mean, a photo with a fan. Yeah, and, the, and they smiling. even had the fan on the the thing asking mm-hmm. him questions, and he's like, "No, he was cool." And yeah, you yeah. know, and all this stuff. So. But, that but goes, it still could be just his way of keeping his image, you know. Well, you it's know, right, but I personally feel like he did it. All, all three, yeah. I don't know, man. That guy was a liar, Bradley, Mister Bradley. No way. Well, man. and he, Aaron said it was a drug deal gone bad. Yeah, He's, that was with Odin, not no, with no, the. No, no, that, that was, was when he shot oh, Bradley yeah. in the face. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I. What got me is when he stood up and the jury came back and mm-hmm. said not guilty. I know when he started not guilty, crying. and he, the emotion that he showed, you know, was the I only emotion that he showed but, the whole time. But two things, like one, he was bad at covering up evidence. All the Odin one evidence was terrible. was terrible. He was so stupid. So tell everybody about the Odin murder, which was... So, well, with the Odin murder, he left videotape on his cameras of him out in the driveway with his two bodyguards, and they were just talking like it was nothing, you know? Slapping it Yeah, the time, the time, literally, like, the cell phone towers pinged him all the way to where they found Odin's body and all the way back to his house. Yeah. Yep. And like, to Odin's house. There's another video he had a rental of Odin car. getting in the car. He had a rental, rental car, and he left a bullet <laughs> shell in there with some bubblicious that he had bought at the store, which they had him on camera buying. Yeah. And then he gives the girl at the rental place a offered her a piece of the same gum yep um so she knew it was then his what about his girlfriend what'd she do with the box she he, he texted her and said that he which was they like, think that's where the gun went yeah, yeah. she he don't remember like, what uh, do you remember that box it's in the movie room um it just in case you were wondering where it was with a bunch of exclamation marks and then they had a high-tech security system <laughs> at this mansion i guess it didn't really work out to their advantage though well he put it in because camera. of bradley yeah yeah he put in the cameras because of that dude yeah yeah he was afraid bradley was gonna come, come out and kill him after he shot him in the face 
Yeah. And it kind of convicted Iman. Yeah. And then he had his shoe print, like, you know. Oh, the blunt. He, he flicked yeah. that fucking half yeah. a blunt with his DNA on it next to Odin's <laughs> dead body. Yeah. Bullet shells out in the ground. Yeah. That matched the one in his car. Tire tracks. Tire tracks. Footprints is... of his Jordans. Yeah. So that one, I'm so pretty the sure. Right is, yeah. Cut the right size. The right size, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty bad. That one was like, dude. I know. <laughs> yeah. You tried to, to like delete some of the shit, but he but he, he deleted go- him in his own living room holding the gu- holding the gun like pacing around like scratching his head like looking at the gun like what the fuck am I going to do with this now? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So I got left is his gun that I killed the guy with. Like fuck am I going to do with the murder well, weapon? Then, yeah, and then they show, you know, it, I don't know if he said that the other guy he didn't do it. It was the other two. But then yeah. they yeah. show him, you know, handing his baby The next over. morning after they killed Odin, like, Well, he pretty much said that they and... kind of was threatening him. And yeah, he, that, he was that was their of them, too. Their defense. You know? But he ended up showing video of them holding his baby. Smiling all happy the next and, morning, though. Yeah, the next morning. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's... Didn't they say that them guys kind of lived there or stayed there all they the time? Did. They did. They started yeah. to after... bodyguards, But then they, one basically. went to Florida and one went to, like, some other... Yeah, because T- Tanya got him a bus across, pass. Yeah, yeah. that's Two how she got wrapped To get rid of him. In which we don't know much about her because she just didn't talk. They put her in contempt yeah. and she did time for that. She actually did, and, I mean, poor woman was actually on oxygen going through radiation yeah and for breast they, cancer they put her in in jail she, she passed away too yeah which was also hard on on him yeah you know um because she was his rock right so i mean this he definitely when i first i've known about this case for a while because you hear it you know whatever but i've never really looked into it I was just like, wow, dude, you had your life in your hands. Yeah, man. Yeah. $40 and million dollar contract. A $40 million, years old. Yeah. $40 million contract. You were so talented. What the hell is your problem? You could have played five more years of football and, like, retired and yeah. been done. But yeah. then. Like, lived a perfect life. Like, had right. everything. You could we already wanted. had everything. I mean, he had a mansion. And yeah. Could buy anything he wanted. He you wanted know? to be a two-bit gangster. But he wanted to be a. He, I think that was it. He just wanted to be a gangster and a good guy. Yeah. And yeah. I think he's a sociopathic almost. I, I yeah. think he, I think he, yeah, like you said, Split I think he liked that, little, that double life of like being a crime. Yeah, because he had the money to back up the crime lifestyle. Like he could pay his way to being a top level like well, gangster. Well, he wouldn't get in trouble for it. You know what I mean? And he could get away with it. He had the, the attitude. I mean, you could see the way he acted. He wasn't like a a good clean-cut guy like as he was on the cameras on yeah. the football field. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they showed the gas station footage of him, you know, like, just, you know, you can just tell his demeanor and, you know what I mean? It's very... Yeah, he definitely had two sides to it. Yeah, yeah. For sure. It's, like, almost, like, this exact stereotypical of, like, a drug-slanging, yeah. gun-shooting gangster is, like, how he acted and carried himself off the field. Right. Yeah, and I think that could be a part of like the the 
the brain issues. Yeah. Because is yeah. he kind of had some insecurity. Yeah. And definitely paranoia. And I think he, with the I, sexuality and, and stuff. I think too. it was just stunted. I think he acted. I think he, I felt like he was stuck in like a 16, 17 year old kid's mindset. From all at, the yeah. concussions 23 and stuff, still. dude. Yeah, you know what I mean? Be, at yeah. 23. I feel like he was still. Big muscular ass sixteen year old with a beard. Yeah, like he forty million dollars all the way mentally. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and then you know it was coming out about his you know being bisexual, which you know there's nothing wrong with that. But in the sport that he was in, and it even had other players yep. that were you know either yeah. gay, bisexual, whatever. Yeah. You know, saying that. That was hard. The one guy said I was about ready to commit suicide myself. Yeah. He said I was going to play, but, you know, hide. He got what fat I was. and everything like that. That way, because they think, oh, you know, gay guys are clean cut guys. They don't get fat and sloppy like, you know, people. Yeah. Who well, he didn't want to. Well, that was a wanna, stereotype yeah. he was trying to follow. Well, and the other thing that he said, he said, I didn't want anybody to ask me why I didn't have women around yeah. me because all the football players. Yeah. You yeah. Know, the women are like, woo. And he didn't want to say, he said, that's the main reason. He said, I just let myself go. He said, and I wanted to, and I really felt for this guy. Yeah. I really did. He said, I wanted to play football for as long as I could. And then after that, I just didn't care. I was yeah. just going to, you know, kill myself. But then he talked to his parents and, yeah. and they were accepting yay parents, you yeah, know, that's awesome. And now he's living his life, but his best life. You know, so all that started coming out, and I know a reporter um, brought it up and in a crude way. Yes. And a lot of people think, so what, what happened was days after he was acquitted of the du- double homicide, um, Aaron was found in his uh, cell dead. Um, in the middle of an appeal yes. for the first murder charge. Yeah. The first murder charge was in appeal and um, his death was ruled a suicide by hanging. His conviction for Lloyd's murder was initially vacated under, and not all states have this, but was vacated under the um, abatement law because he died during the p- appeal. Right, so he couldn't presume if he was guilty or innocent. So, yeah, well, he couldn't, couldn't be, be there. To, yeah, he, he couldn't, couldn't be, be convicted. Present. But Odin's... Um, family went to the state supreme court and fought to have that reinstated and it was in 2019 so um basically what he was trying to do was was hey if i you know hey i already got life in prison but he knew he wasn't going to get anything with the appeal because the evidence was just tremendous insurmountable he didn't even try to hide it and uh but yeah, basically, if if it all got dropped, you know, he thought, hey, my family, my kid, wife will get my paycheck from the Patriots. You know, he even said it in suicide note, like, you guys are rich. Like, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So that sort of, like, hit me a little bit, like, damn, like, you know, like, he really at least he tried sure to do that. You know of. what I mean? Well, but, he wrote three and then suicide they, they, notes. They, I'm sure, the, you know, because I, yeah. I, I, I don't think his daughter and his wife should have to suffer for his stupid shit. Right. So. You know, I mean, I hope somebody, you know, cut him a check and made it right. No. 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 Nope. No. They got nothing. 
I mean, it kind of sucks for his daughter. It sucks for his daughter. Lawyers, you know what I mean? It's that does suck for his daughter. I I don't think she should have to suffer for that. But even well, I'm sure. But I mean, there's thousands of other kids whose fucking dad wasn't a famous Super Bowl player to get fucked. And I'm sure that the so I mean, it's hard to say. Football contracts that they sign. Have things in there. Oh that yeah. Say, we can kick you out. Yeah, you fucked this up. We don't know you shit. For yeah. murder. Well, yeah. they for were a crime. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, once you go they criminal. have to hold standards oh, yeah. for their players too. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, especially that high of a program. Well, yeah. I know that. Um, yeah, like even, his, they home, won't even put Pete in the Hall of Fame. He, his, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even his uh, home didn't sell worth what it was worth because of his name being attached to it and you know i mean and the thing i was oh dude the patriots let them trade in his jerseys and shit yeah like bring your jerseys back and we'll buy them back we'll buy them back give you a brady one or (laughs) gronk one the thing that you're talking about the patriots the thing that kind of struck me was when Kraft came in and testified, yeah, and how Aaron was watching him come into the courtroom, how nervous he was. He looked behind him six and times. And for me, I just kind of questioned, like, did Kraft already know? Did Aaron talk to him and tell him, thinking that maybe he could get him out because, you know, Kraft's got the money right. to try to protect him? As a player or whatever. Back but on the team. I mean, that's what a young knight. That was the only one too. he really looked like worried about being on the stand. Yeah, honestly, it was. He was kind of emotionless besides him. Mm-hmm. So I questioned, like, maybe he told him about it. and yeah. He was afraid he was going to say something. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, this, I mean, this is a pretty recent, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I think it's sad all the way around. A lot of people were affected. His little girl, um... You know, and I, you know, I think it has a lot of combinations of the way he was raised and what he went through. And, but then again, we all have past issues that we've grown up with and we don't all go out and and do stupid shit like that, you know, so. There's no excuse for it. That's for sure. No, not something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got hit in the head a lot and I mean, I don't want to kill anybody or (laughs) anything like that. Right. That's a good thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. I won't be on an episode or anything. <laughs> it won't be a topic. So I hope everybody enjoyed. Definitely go watch um, The Killer Inside, um, The Mind of Aaron Hernandez. Did I Hernandez? Say That's did I, close enough. Did I say it? Forgive me for butchering. See? <laughs> She's a writer. Sometimes I'm a writer, not a speaker. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next week with another good case. Yep. Like this page. Subscribe to our channel. Find us on Facebook. Yeah, subscribers are picking up, so we appreciate everybody. Comments. Appreciate everybody listening. Absolutely. Okay, where's your deranged nation? Nation. Nation.
You've been listening to the Deranged Nation podcast. Join us every Wednesday night for a new episode as we bring you true crime, unsolved mysteries, and other deranged stories. This episode was sponsored by Braps MX and ATV Pro Shop. Visit them at brapsmx.pro. Also, visit our host, TeresaGableman.com, New York Times bestselling paranormal romance author of the Protector series, available on Amazon.com. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube.